Welcome to Double Take, everyone. I'm Jenny. And I'm Jess. And today we're talking about 1899, which I always say wrong. I feel like every time I've texted you, just Jess, say I've random like, numbers. 1978. The obvious joke that everybody's been making is that it sounds like a Yellowstone spinoff because there's at least one, maybe cool. two Yellowstone spinoffs that are just years. And the one that just came out last year was like 18. 97 it definitely wasn't that close but it was like close enough where like I admit I also was like oh yeah you said that to me but then I keep seeing that joke everywhere and I'm like okay we get it it wasn't that original the first time I said it (laughs) I feel like out of the in joke slightly because I when you first said that to me weeks ago I was like yeah 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 but like I've never seen Yellowstone I did not know which series they were talking about but then Carter said the same thing like you did and I've also seen it online but I was a little like sure yeah it's t- totally a yellow stone. <laughs> I think I heard it on another podcast too. And I'm just like, maybe that just means I'm too, I'm too on Twitter too in the TV world. Cause I'm like, everybody's saying this joke. <laughs> it's like not, I'm just like clearly in a very different, uh, I guess, sector. I don't know. Corner. That's fair. Different corner of the world. Um, All right. Well, do you want to give us a quick rundown on the premise of 1899? And just to, before we do that, We're going to be talking about what the show is about briefly. We're going to talk about our reactions to the show. We've both watched the whole first season, but there will be no spoilers. So if you haven't seen the show yet, or maybe you just started it, or you're curious if you'd like to watch it, we are going to give you some more info so you can make that decision. But there will be no spoilers in this episode. There will be a subsequent episode that does have spoilers. So if you want to get into the nitty gritty and you've already seen the show, you can skip on over to that episode. Oh, it's going to be nitty gritty. I have so many thoughts. Oh, good. And feelings. <laughs> Amazing. Just as the, I don't know, quick overview. If you're familiar with Dark, uh, this is a show from the creators of that series. And I would say from the get-go, again, if you're familiar with Dark, it is very similar tone, vibe, spooky stuff's going on. Okay. So with that being said, it is a multilingual, but German created sort of epic mystery science fiction television series. It was created by Yantia Frieza and Baranbo Odar, which I said was also the creators of Dark. And Jess, you mentioned they're um, a romantic couple, which Yeah, I, I just saw know. that, that those two creators are married. I can't That's imagine cool. a dinner table where they just talk about all the like weird loophole-y, I don't no, know. Is this how their brains work? Like these shows are so puzzling. They are. <laughs> it's so fascinating that, well, to be fair, I haven't seen Dark, but 1899 is quite puzzling. You should absolutely watch it. So I, actually, as I, I just started it just to interject. Oh. I just started Dark a couple of days ago. So oh I'm, God, one, I'm so excited. one episode in. I know I've been really like putting it off for years, but now that I liked 1899, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay. Sorry. I'm all over the place, but here we go. 1899, like you said, mystery, thriller, sci-fi, we begin on a steamship uh, and it's full of Europeans that are traveling from London to New York. Not all Europeans, but immigrants in general coming from London to New York. Um, and we don't really know why they're all here. They all seem to have something they're sort of trying to hide or get away from. And you see a little bit of their backstories. But then within the first episode, they come across another ship that is just sort of stranded out in open water. And it's the ship that has been missing for about four months. And then weird stuff starts to happen. Anything in there, Jess, that I missed? No, I think that's it. It's funny that 
I also, I made a TikTok like last week that was about the show. And I think I said almost the exact same thing. I was like, there's a ship from London to New York. <laughs> they come upon another ship and then weird stuff starts to happen. Like I used that same phrasing. Cause it's like, it's you so really hard. don't need to know anything else. No. And, and like, I can't tell you anything else because there's no way to do that without, without one spoiling it without two giving like info that doesn't actually matter mm-hmm. or like, isn't relevant relevant and I think if you're just trying to figure out like what the show's about and if you should watch it really it's one of those shows where if you describe the genre it's all you really need to know like you don't need to know the plot because you will never actually know what's going on the whole point is (laughs) trying to figure it out it's sort of like saying that lost is about a plane crashing (laughs) that's a very good analogy yeah is like saying 1899 is about a ship going from London to New York and finds a ship that's and finds another missing. ship. Yeah. So I, I, it really, I mean, it's a puzzle box show. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually, I just learned that terminology, so I might be behind. But for everybody else, dropping it in puzzle box. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell everyone. A puzzle box show is, I think, again, it's like examples are the best way to describe it. But like Lost, Westworld, Yellow Jackets, Outer Range, uh, Russian Doll, to use mm-hmm. like maybe not a common example, but basically a show where you're not quite sure what's happening and you spend the episodes trying to figure out what's happening. And there are mysteries on mysteries on mysteries. That is what this show is. I, that's interesting. I mean, that makes a lot of sense that those shows are puzzle box shows, but the two, when I was trying to equate the show to anything else aside from dark, because I think that is the best comparison. If you like dark, you will love the show, but I kept telling my friends and family, it's a little bit like Westworld crossed with Lost. Like that's the oh, vibe yeah. that I got you a lot. It. So, <laughs> so then you just listed those as puzzle boxes. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's exactly yeah. that. It makes sense. I think the thing that makes it really Losty, uh, and it's not a spoiler, um, just sort of the way that the show is laid out, you get a lot of, there's a lot of different characters and you get backstory from a lot of different characters. Oh yeah. I think in the early days of Lost, they, if I'm remembering correctly, it's been probably 12 years since I watched the early <laughs> days of Lost, but they would open with character backstories. Like they would show you the old days, like pre-plane crash of the characters. And they do that in this show too. And I think it works really well. And it's funny because I didn't realize, I didn't think about the comparison until later of how Lost mm. did that same thing. I was just like, wow, I love that they're doing this. Like what a unique plot device. And then I was like, oh no, wait, we've seen this. Actually, we've seen this many times before. They do that in Yellow Jackets too. They probably do that in all the puzzle box shows. But it's really, yeah, it's good. It's a good technique. It keeps you, I mean, you're trying to piece together what parts of their background tie in with what's going on in the present, like how it could have led them here, if there are any clues. Like that's always the interesting part of seeing their backstory. But then also you, it helps endear you to certain characters and also maybe move you away from others, which in a show that I feel like this is also not a spoiler, it does move a little slowly. It's not like you figure out kind of what's going on in the second or third episode of the eight episode arc. It's like a very dripping, that's a weird way to say that. Yeah, it's like bread, that. <laughs> breadcrumbs reveal. And so that backstory keeps you interested in like, it's okay that it's a little slow that with you figuring out what's going on because you're interested in what's going on with the characters as well. In my yeah, opinion, there's, there's good character development. I agree. It's interesting that you said if you liked dark, you will definitely like this because I have seen some people say otherwise huh. uh, in my 
I'm in like a Facebook group of TV watchers. And Oops. one person straight up was like, I can't believe dark was good. And 1899 was bad. And I was like, well, <laughs> well it is a Facebook group. So people, you know, they don't mince words, but I was like, really bad. I would never, like, I could see someone saying slow. I could see someone saying yeah. frustrating, but it's not bad. I don't no, know. It's all I, subjective, but like, I don't know how anyone, it's so clearly well done. It's aesthetically very enticing, beautiful, well shot, well acted. I, there's things you could nitpick, but I, I, but other than it being slow, I don't really see how anyone could dislike the show. If you like mysteries, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. Maybe because dark is fully finished, like it's three seasons and you get your like satisfying whole entire arc. Like it is a very dark is a great show. So maybe it's the other way around. If you like 1899, you'll really like dark. Yeah, maybe well, I happen let- to like both of them. But lest we say uh, anything that might be a spoiler, maybe we should just yes. jump right to our non-spoiler quick overall review thoughts. reviews. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to start? Sure. I <laughs> are we going with letter grades or like stars? Well, okay. If, five? You're, if you want to say your letter grade, <laughs> I guess just be prepared to defend it. Yeah, I'm going to do, listen, maybe I'll do a whole podcast episode one day about my ratings. I get a lot of flack. I've mentioned this before. Uh, people are always angry about my ratings. And I mean, it's people who like the shows that I rate and think that I don't rate them highly enough. Usually it's never the other way around, but I gave this a B minus and my B minus is I like anything in the B category is I really, really liked it. I would probably recommend it to people. It's not in my like love category, which are all the A's. Um, and I think there's room to grow, which is the minus. Like there are certain bits, like you mentioned, Jess, like there are certain bits of it, of like pacing. And there are some things to nitpick where like the next season comes out and it wraps up some of the things that I have issues with. I'll make my rating higher, but as it is right now, my, I I would call this a B minus concept, acting, cinematography, gorgeous and spooky, all great. I'm definitely, I'm like very excited. Like, I feel like all of this is going back to, I'm excited for the subsequent season, which I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but like clearly there needs to be another season. I think it'll be renewed if I had to yeah. guess, but you never know. Right. Yeah. I felt pretty okay with your B minus rating. Like I didn't okay. feel like I needed to yell at you for it, knowing Excellent. what that means to you. I feel like I know pretty well. I give it a B plus and I feel like that is equivalent to your B like, <laughs> your mind. I feel like in our world, like my B plus is like just equivalent enough. Obviously, like not exactly perfect, but I figured it's sort of what you meant with your B minus, which is like, I really, really enjoyed this season of television. If the show ended right now, like if it was canceled, oh, yeah. I would be really disappointed but it wouldn't be their fault. It wouldn't be the creator's fault. They clearly, they know where this is going. I truly believe they've that. got a vision for sure. It would be disappointing to not know how it wraps up, but it wouldn't be their fault. However, if the second season comes out and it doesn't do what I need it to do, which is to say, answer more questions, like <laughs> then I will have to reevaluate my feelings. But the B plus is me saying this was a really good season of television. No, it didn't answer all the questions I wanted it to, but I think we're spoiled in the age of streaming. Like imagine yeah. season one of lost. What, what did we learn? I mean, yeah. like imagine that comes out in 2022. People would have felt the same way. Well, why did the plane crash? Why didn't they tell us why the plane crashed? Where are they? Why didn't they tell us where they are? Like mm-hmm. that I've is what it. people are doing about 1899. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's the age of streaming. 
I was trying to imagine. So I've got to imagine that if this were treated like a Hulu or HBO show where an episode came out per week, I might have felt a little less like it would have felt a little bit more like the early days of Lost, et cetera, where I did I wouldn't have noticed the pace as much because it was already naturally paced out week over week. And yeah, and that ending wouldn't have felt like I essentially binged the eight episodes and then was like, wait, hold on, what? Like, I have questions. And if the second season were already out, it would clearly be like a, what? Like season two, episode one, I need to watch the next, what's going on now. So it does feel like Netflix did the worst possible combination of not releasing like two seasons at once, which who do, mm. does that? But also not releasing it one episode per week. I, would I think that might've helped. They, they're they having a tough time, I think with, or I should say I'm having a tough time with their release <laughs> model these days, which is the releasing everything at once. I don't think is helpful for a lot of shows. There are shows where I wish would be dropped all at once, but there's fewer of those I agree. than the other way around, I think. Although to be fair in this one, like I sort of binged it. I watched like a few episodes per day and I was okay with that. Like I I don't know. I think it, it worked for me all around. I really didn't have issues with the pacing like everybody else seemed to. I was very focused on it. I will say you have to read subtitles. I don't think we've said that yet. You said it was oh, a no, multilingual show, but mm-hmm. yeah. So there's, I mean, there's passengers from all over the world and everybody speaks their own language. Most of them don't know a common language. A few of them do and they translate, but that's actually part of the show is that you don't always know which characters can even understand each other you mm-hmm. sort of figure it out over time but they'll have entire conversations where you're like wait I don't think these characters even I'm understand each other they don't, this, they don't yeah. speak each other's They're having parallel conversations right now and I have yeah. heard if you watch the dubbed version it's less clear who mm-hmm. understands who to be fair I'd never watch the dubbed version lot. because I think that's horrible and I don't mind subtitles. I always read them anyways. So yeah. I've, anyways, what I was going to say was that reading the subtitles kept me more focused. Normally, if a show starts to get a little slow, I will pick up my phone. I'm a horrible multitasker. But with a show, I couldn't because I literally was like, I do not know what's going on miss if I look away for a single moment. And when you start paying really close attention, the fun part about this show is not the final reveal, which... No, like it's the you don't get in season one, like we said. Yeah. It's the little details. There's so many good sort of weird details yeah. where even if I think back, I'm like, well, they didn't explain that weird detail. But like I had a fun time looking at it and being like, what is that? What does that mean? Yeah. So All of these things. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm keeping, I feel like I have a mental list of in season, in subsequent seasons, I want all of these things to be explained because I have this built up, like maybe it, maybe this means this kind of scenario with a lot of them. And I it really would be a bummer know. if we didn't get answers inevitably, but eventually, but I think we will. Um, before we wrap up, I will say one uh, content warning. There is one scene in maybe episode like seven, six or seven, it's definitely yeah. later in the series that is a particularly disturbing, uh, like sexual violence scene. Um, it's fairly quick, but just just as a content warning. Yeah, that scene in particular, I mean, both sexual violence, but also violence, violence, Yeah, I feel like was all combined into one episode. Yeah, and that's not really the show overall didn't have, I would say, a ton of in-your-face no. violence or really anything too disturbing. There are eerie moments. I think the overall vibe of the show is not, is not overly violent. It's not even really a horror show, I wouldn't say. 
but it yeah, we does have this conversation. Have... It's not horror in the like thriller sense. It's definitely spookier and eerie and suspenseful are the words yeah. that I would use to describe Would you it. say like if somebody's a big scaredy cat, <laughs> like would you say they should watch the show or no? It depends on what kind. Like I kind of am a scaredy cat. I mean, Carter's an even bigger scaredy cat, but really enjoyed this show. There were parts of this where I wanted someone else to be in the room just because I'm, I was like, or like pull a, a blanket up in front of my face, but nothing where I truly had to look away. I feel like that happens sometimes in scary. Okay. That is good to know. I think I've lost my ability to tell other people if something's scary or not. Cause You're my friend was texting me and she <laughs> was her. like, is this scary? And I was like, no, not at all. And then I was like, wait, maybe like, if I really think about it, there's definitely like tense moments. And she was like, that's normally what makes something scary. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like there's nothing, there's no jump scares. I'm a little, you remember I am legend, the Will Smith movie. Um, I remember having seen it. I do not remember anything oh. about it. I was going to say that's more of an action movie. I would say than this is, but it has a similar amount of yeah, like suspense versus some some action moments. If you can watch I Am Legend, I would say you can Very watch Very interesting comparison. Okay. Well, I'm on I think, the fly, man. I don't know. I think that covers yeah. all of our non-spoiler thoughts. Yeah, I'm excited to spoil things in the episode to come. Yes. But I think so, we'll close this one out. Yeah, watch the whole series and then check out our follow-up episode and we will see you soon. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen.